0: Block
1: Talk Radio. Walking down the street, hand in mine. They don't keep them other guys. And they're wondering, i looking at you. But it's alright, and that's okay. Who could blame them anyway? You're so pretty and you ain't even got a clue Cause everywhere we go around
2: NASCAR driver Daniel Hemrick, and you're listening to the Pit Stop Radio.
3: from Vega Nation. Uh, I'm Tim Spain alongside of digest.com's Mr. Stephen Wilson. The way the crow flies, I'm about 8 miles south of this 2.66 mile monster we call Talladega Super Speedway and Stephen Wilson, he's right outside of Richmond Raceway there in the Commonwealth of Virginia. Stephen must be running a little bit late but to let everyone know the number to call in is 215 Three eight three thirty six eighty one. we got a lot going on tonight we're gonna uh we have the audio downloaded from uh the championship four there this past weekend there at charlotte uh at the nascar hall of fame where they crowned uh they crowned the champion in the nascar Xfinity series and also the nascar Hyundai outdoors truck series and also we're going to talk about jimmy johnson jimmy johnson's career by the numbers jimmy is uh Finally hanging it up. He's going to retire there from Hendrick Motorsports and also NASCAR. But, again, the number to call is 215 383 Again, I'm Tim of Spain. I want to start out with, uh, with Jimmy Johnson here, uh, his career by the numbers. This is uh, stats from NASCAR. I want to thank NASCAR for allowing me to, to have access to this. Uh, Jimmy made his first Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series start at Charlotte Motor Speedway on October the 7th, 2001. He started the race 15th, but finished 39th due due to being involved in an incident. I mean, you know, that's just right off the bat, you know. uh, He had a tough time. And let's go to uh, won his first career pole in the Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series at his fourth start. In the 2002 Daytona 500, they started first but finished 15th. And number of career, Monster NASCAR All-Star Race Win Series is the most at four. That's pretty cool there. I want to get Stephen's take on that. And then uh, only driver in NASCAR National Series history to win five consecutive championships from 2006 to 2010. That was, Accomplished by Mr. Jimmy Johnson uh, And I think that breaks the record Of uh, Kyle Yarborough I think Kyle Yarborough had three consecutive But uh, let's go on to the next step Toyota number of career uh, Total number of career Monster Energy Series titles Tied with NASCAR Hall of Famers Richard Petty And Dale Earnhardt For the series most which is seven. Seven. Ladies and gentlemen, I mean that is right there up, and with the way the competition is now in NASCAR, that is a big deal there. But um, I know it's going to be going for his eighth, and there's going to be a lot of people wishing him good luck there, trying to get that before he jumps out of the series at the end of uh the 2020 series, and then the career most wins in Monster Energy. Series at a single track Dover International Speedway. He has 11 career wins at Dover International Speedway, the Concrete Mile. That's another big accomplishment. And then we're going to move right on along. Career average starting position in the Monster Energy Series was six best among cup drivers with a 600 or more starts, which is 11.9. And then to go right on along, career average finishing position in the Monster Energy Series, six Best among cup drivers with 600 or more starts. He was at a 12.9, which is right behind Jeff Gordon. I'll read off which puts Jimmy Johnson six. I'll read off the uh, top five, which is Dale Earnhardt with 11.061 out of 676 starts. Number two is Richard Petty at 11.267 with 1,185 starts. And then number three is Buck Baker at 11.374 average finish, 663 starts. That's a pretty awesome staff there. Thank you, NASCAR, for that. And then number four, Bobby Allison, um, average finish of 11.493, starts 718. And then, like I said, Jeff Gordon right there above him. And let's go ahead and take a little quick break, and we're going to jump back in here. And uh, I have all the audio from uh, this past weekend there at Charlotte Motor Speedway at the NASCAR Hall of Fame. To uh, the championship of four for the NASCAR Gander Outdoors Truck Series and the NASCAR fan Series. Until we come back here in just a short moment, I want to thank you time, thank you all for listening and taking time to call in. Like I said, number to call is two one five three 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 six eight one. Again, I'm Tim Spain alongside of SpeedwayDigest.com. Mr. Stephen waiting on him. Let's take a little quick break. We'll be right back.
4: I'm Matt DiBenedetto, driver of the number 95 Procore Toyota Camry, and you're listening to the Pit Stop with Tim Despain.
3: We're back live from Duggan Nation. Again, uh, uh, I'm still solo. I don't know what happened over Stephen Wilson. Stephen must have a situation come up there. But I want to go ahead and get back on this Jimmy Johnson career and numbers deal there that NASCAR sent out in the press release. Uh, won his first monster engine series race in just his 13th career start on april 28 2002 at auto club speedway he started the race fourth and let's go right on down the line here number of consecutive seasons with wins in the monster energy series of 2002 to 2017 he had 16 wins the number of different tracks he has won at, in the Monster Energy Series, is 20. So he's not won at every track on the circuit yet. But uh, he's still got 20 to go. Number of Monster Energy career series, pose 17th most all-time, 36 pose. Listen to that. These numbers are awesome. Number of Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series wins, tied with NASCAR Hall of Famer Kel Yarborough for 6th most of all-time, 83. 83 going on there. And number of Monster Energy Series top five finishes 11th 11th most all time, 227. I mean, these stats, they're definitely stats of a NASCAR Hall of Famer. You cannot deny that. Number of Monster Energy Series races has led at least one lap, 53.5%. Number of Monster Energy Series top 10 finishes, 10th Most all-time, 364. And the last deal here, number of Monster Energy Series career starts, 26. Most all-time, 651. And that, my friends, is the numbers on Jimmy Johnson, which he announced this past weekend, this past week, that he will be stepping aside and handing the steering wheel of that number 48 Hendrick Chevrolet there to someone else. But, again, the number to call in is 215-383-3681. I'm Tim Espanyol, and I want to go right into our next segment. We have the audio from uh, the NASCAR Awards Banquet for the NASCAR Gander Outdoors Truck Series and also the NASCAR Xfinity Series. And I want to play it a little bit. It's going to be a lot of playing tonight, folks, if that's okay with y'all, and not much talking, because I want y'all to hear what these gentlemen had to say after the Final Four there at uh, Homestead Miami Speedway for the NASCAR Gander Outdoors Truck Series and the NASCAR Xfinity Series. And I want to start with a uh, P4 finisher there at Homestead Miami Speedway, Mr. Stuart Friesen. Wheel was a hell of a wheel there in the NASCAR Gander Outdoor Truck Series. Won the Eldora Dirt Racer. Let's see what Fre- uh, Stuart Friesen had to say uh, at the Wars Banquets there. at uh, uh, shot Charlotte there at the NASCAR Hall of Fame but okay, uh, all they considered
5: did you meet expectations for the season well uh, our goal is to position ourselves to have a chance at homestead and we did and um, a little bit of a swing and a miss uh, it was it felt a little bit better that, that we missed it by a mile and, and, and ended up 11th in the race instead of uh, you know a close second but um, you know, it's, it's how the playoffs work uh, in this format and uh, and then what it is so I want to, to get you of the uh, I left that at Homestead. <laughs> I didn't take it any farther than there.
0: So you mentioned on stage it was a validating season. How important was it for this group to take the steps that you did this year?
5: Oh, super important. Um, you know, just learning the style of racing and, and um, you know, the, the team that we have built and put together. Um, you know, we had so many races to get away, so having having the first win come on the dirt at Eldora was, was awesome. Um, Eldora's the whole reason why we're in the series. And, uh, and then you know, backing that up with a, with a you know, pretty cr- crucial win at, at Phoenix you know, late in the season was, was really, really special.
1: Do you have your 20 plan finalized yet?
5: We're working on it. Uh, it's going to be quite a bit different, I believe, um, but I'm uh, looking forward to it, um, and I'm, I'm looking forward to it. the, the future hold, holds for um, the whole HFR team and Halmeyer and everybody that supports us. How long do you think until that announcement fades? Uh, we're hoping to have, have something uh, figured out by PRI, um, but I'll tell you, a lot of people have been working very hard to do it. So.
4: What's your biggest takeaway from this season, then?
5: Well, uh, just you know, having some wins, uh, running up front, being being consistent. Um, that's, that's all you can ask for. Having fast uh, race cars every week um, was key, and and the, you know the camaraderie that our our guys have. Um, together, it's it's a awesome group to work with. Um, you know, and look forward to the future working with a lot of these guys. Are you aware that your NASCAR is second winning as Canadian National Series driver? Uh, no, but that's pretty cool. Um, you know, I I love representing the great Canadian race fans um, and it's uh, definitely a cool set. you only trail Ron fellows. Is that some goal you'd like to achieve in your NASCAR career? I don't know. I, I would like to. I've got to know Ron a little bit since he's gotten getting the truck series. Um, he's been pretty crucial on helping me get around road courses, especially his track, uh, Canadian Tire Motorsport Park. Um, so uh, it's, it's been been pretty cool, and, and um, you know maybe someday. Where, where's the trophy gonna go? That's a good question. Uh, probably in the basement <laughs> somewhere. Uh, we'll, we'll wait till we get the get the big trophy to really uh, you know find a good spot for it. Do you keep all your your trophies in the basement, or quite a few. Um, we give a lot to kids and stuff at, at the dirt races, uh, but, but yeah, the <laughs> it's getting pretty full of dirt and stuff. So it's pretty cool to have this one and the Phoenix Trophy and uh, you know Mel Dor Trophy up
3: there. Stuart Friesen there, ladies and gentlemen, is there right after the uh, NASCAR Gander Outdoor Truck Series uh, Championship Awards banquet there at Charlotte at the NASCAR Hall of Fame. He mentioned his his, uh, dirt win there at Eldor and also his win there at Phoenix, which which actually punched his ticket to Homestead Miami Speedway. A young man there that uh, Stephen and I, we've been following for some time now. Uh, There before this year, he was having some bad luck. I mean, you know, just... Just could not get that truck right. Uh, and when he did get it right, he had an insult there on the track and just unfortunate stuff there. But uh, big kudos there to Stuart Friesen there for finishing P4 in the NASCAR Gander Outdoors Truck Series Championship. Let's move on to our number three finisher there, Brett Moffitt. Uh, good young man there. Won the uh, NASCAR Gander Outdoors Truck Series Championship last year. 2018, there at Homestead, Mamie Speedway, and I was fortunate enough to be there to uh, see him accept that, that deal there. But let's listen to what Brett had to say after the uh, uh, awards banquet there at Charlotte Motorsport uh, not Charlotte Motors Speedway, uh, at the NASCAR Hall of Fame there at Charlotte. Let's listen to what Brett Mava had to say. Brett, you spent this year, you said a good portion of the beginning of the year. You guys were just trying to get your trucks right, mm-hmm. get everything in order.
2: So now that you've got a year under your belt and you come back next year, is it going to be even better next year?
6: I would, uh, obviously, yeah. Um, you know, I feel like this was, unfortunately, what you would mark up as a building year, um, which isn't the answer you want, but but it's what it was. And, you know, I feel like this last week of my life has been far more stressful than the last month of the season. Um, you know, trying to sit down with Mike Beam and talk to Maury Gallagher on the phone and, and make decisions that are tough to make at times, um, but for the benefit of the whole organization they have to be made and you know I'm lucky enough to be in a position where they listen to my input and um you know we try to make everything better but uh yeah I think you know going forward we're going to be a lot stronger so, you said so I, I mean it's just you know personnel everything um you know it's it's a group effort and everyone's got to be giving it 110% and uh, unfortunately in this business there's a lot of hard decisions to make personally. Um, but it is what it is and, and we'll regroup and, and rebuild and, and go after it next year even stronger.
7: GMS in twenty twenty is a stacked lineup to say the least. How do you how will the year be different with so many teammates with so much talent and experience in the
6: truck? Um, you know, I I, I feel like it's gonna benefit everybody. Um, you know, I really like working with Sheldon Creed obviously this year. Tyler Ancrum, um, you know, I've gotten to know him kind of since uh, about Martinsville time, second Martinsville, um, you know, and, and I like his talent and his work ethic. And then uh, Zane Smith, I kind of know, but not well, but I'm looking forward to, you know, working with him as well, and it's kind of my role to steer the ship in the right direction with them, and I hope that I can do that successfully, and, and it's not about the 24 team winning, it's about the whole organization winning. Um and I I know that's my spot, and I gotta help out as much as I can.
8: So, so you, you view yourself
6: a veteran leadership. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Um, you know, when they, you know, them and Johnny split paths, they brought me in to fill that role of, of working with the younger guys and trying to improve the program, and and I embrace that, and I enjoy doing it. It's actually you know a good spot to be in, and it's a lot of fun for me to work with these young kids who are so talented, and um, you know I want to see them have as much success is what I'm having. Do you
9: think that since GMS is not going to have entry next year, how will that
0: benefit the, the truck
6: team? The truck yeah, it's it's unfortunate to see obviously. Um, you know, you never want to see a race team go away out of a series, but uh, I think it'll benefit us in a major way. Um personnel, uh resources and everything. You know, it's it's only going to benefit the truck teams, especially going from, you know, two. I guess kind of three teams with the fifty two to having four full time teams and a part time team, um, you know, that's a that's a big step. So um not having the Xfinity series will will only help out in that process. Did,
0: did, did having that Xfinity team put a strain
6: on you guys? No, there's no strain. Um you know, we GMS has fielded an Xfinity team and five teams full time last year I believe, you know, so um we were never strained. Um but, you know, going back to being four full time truck teams and Obviously, me being a truck driver, um, them putting all their eggs in one basket with the truck series is, is beneficial towards myself. Is your
0: group going to stay
6: the same coaching team, you know? Uh, no. <laughs> no, it's it's changing. I don't ha- really have an answer of who, what, when, or how. Um, but there, there are changes being made, for sure. What do you think of Stuart Friesen's Mustang? Uh, it, it sucked. <laughs> <laughs> No, I love Stuart freezing. um, you know he was just kind of trying to steal my thunder, which it worked for him at Phoenix um didn't work for either of us at Homestead, unfortunately, which is all that really matters, so um, no, I love Stuart, and it was is what it was is, I guess, you're
0: sticking around.
6: I guess so. uh, the girlfriend told me that I cannot shave, so um yeah, she yeah I don't know. no, no, a haircut's coming soon, I just you know, yeah, it'll. I'll grow it next year again.
3: And ladies and gentlemen, that was Brett Moffat there. Uh your P three finisher there. And the Championship Four at Homestead Miami Speedway in the Nascar Gander Outdoors Truck Series. And uh they uh carried on there about Stuart freezing there. That's a little private joke. But anyway, let's move right on along. My good friend, Ross Chastain. Uh we've had him on the show multiple times. I don't want to go back into all of his history and everything, but Ross Chastain there, driver at Nice Motorsports there, put his uh, Chevrolet, he finished P2 in the NASCAR Gander Outdoors Truck Series Championship there at Homestead, Miami Speedway. Let's listen to what he had to say at the awards banquet there this past weekend at the NASCAR Hall of Fame there in Charlotte. Ross,
7: obviously, Finishing second in the championship sucks, but looking back, is it not like a book or a movie looking back on the season?
9: Oh, man, it don't suck. It's good. (laughs) What are you talking about? And, no, they would not write – Hollywood would not write that script. They would never approve it. So, no, uh, that was not a movie. It was not a book. It was uh, fictional, if anything, maybe a fiction book. So, um, yeah, absolutely a dream come true. Ooh. What was it? Seventy seven? Ooh. What was it last year? They might I don't remember I what it was. You were, that I think it, if
0: you were one short of what you did this year. I think
9: you topped it this year I topped one. it by one? I think so. Wow. I that was a lot time. of work to only improve it by one. I be
1: but i it was only
9: It was. Yeah, that that makes sense. Um I mean, as right, all the Xfinity races. Not planning on switching this year, uh no 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 <laughs> whoopsies in the middle of the year. Um And as many truck races as NASCAR will allow, I know they have the Kyle rule, um, <laughs> but we'll fit into as many as they want. I wish they would do something where truck and Xfinity guys could do something, and then if you want to do cup, that's separate, but um, we'll play by the rules and do as many as physically and geographically possible. And uh, yeah, cup races as well, um, that's not really up to me. I'm just... if. Jay Robinson or anybody at Premium or anybody um, you know back there that doesn't need me to claim points. That's a big thing. I have to fit in a in a team that doesn't need me to declare points. So 25th and driver points and Cup and better um, is a big payday. 26 on back gets zero. So any team that thinks I'll be 26 on back, I can drive for. Them. You enjoy doing all three? I do. I really. It's weird. It's weird. It's just the adrenaline of of thinking that you're gonna go and compete on every national NASCAR race that weekend. Um, plus, just, I think it helps my driving. I think it, I, I'm not naturally Kyle Busch. I'm not. I, I, and I accepted that very, or probably before I ever raced at 12 years old. And I feel like that even at, at 14 and 15 years old, I was, I, I ran one night, I ran the fast kid race, the fast truck race, and the pro late model race, or the, the late model race at our home track. We won both truck races, and we finished, like, eighth in the late model race. Like, I, I was doing it back then at 14 years old, and it's just – I just love it.
0: Does anyone ever question it? Like, hey, maybe you should focus on the one.
9: They do. Yeah, we're having those conversations right now, but <laughs> um, I tell every team when I first meet them and get to know them and, and dri- before I ever drive for them, like, okay, you're going to have some, like, hard days to deal with me, and here's what I think it will be, and then you tell me – Ahead of time, what you think it will be, and we kind of go through that, because I don't want any surprises. I don't want to act like everything's going to be rosy. Um, you know, it'd be like it, you just need to set your expectations at a at a real level. So yes, absolutely. Um, different teams want me to run less, and some teams want me to run more. It just depends on their personal opinion. Uh, but my personal opinion is more laps is better. Um, in 2018, the Cup car was just like was kind of a a warm up for me for the Xfinity car, and it helped me in the four car with Johnny Davis. Helped me going in the 42 car last fall. This year, actually, the Cup car with the rules changes, it helped me prepare for the truck races because the throttle inputs and the driving styles uh, for Cup and truck are almost identical.
8: Are, are you now, are you still affiliated with Ganassi in any
9: way, shape, or form mm-hmm. going yep. forward? Yeah, I mean, um, still trying to help each other. They're trying to help me be a better race car driver, um, and, and I'm trying to help them any way I can. So um, a lot of it's just you know, small stuff just I mean, they're more helping me than I'm helping them, let's be honest, right? But I mean let's, let's just be, be clear. But yes, no, they've um they've been great. They've um Chip and, and Doug Ducart Tony Lunders and um Josh Wise and, and they've all stayed stayed on me to be better. Um they've called me after good races and, and congratulated me and they've called me after bad races when I've messed up and said the wrong stuff and you know, I mean I've I've messed up. I've I've said the wrong things in interviews, and they've talked me through it. Um, you know, uh, uh, Doug's like a, a dad, like a I don't know, a fourth dad to me. I have a lot of dads. I don't know. It's weird. <laughs> it sounds weird to say it like that. I have one dad, but um, he he is, and and um, he's been a, a good mentor. So um, I go uh, I go over there often enough where I can go office to office, and it's no surprise that I'm walking in the door. And and a lot of times they're just kind of talking me through um, life and like how to handle this stuff because it it can be overwhelming and and at 26 years old you're expected to know everything know what to say know what to do know how to handle every restart and every press conference and every award ceremony and it's not the case like we're all these guys are we're kind of just winging it like hope you say the right things I said something wrong after Homestead I went to Chevy and apologized and explained my side. And um, we're all good. Everything's good for next year. We're, you know, um, I messed up. Like, I don't know what else to say. Like, sorry, I'm 26 years old, and I was heated. I lost a race, and I lost a championship. So, yes, they are helping me, and I'm helping them a little bit. So, so, go, so even though
8: you're going to be a full-time colleague next year, you're still, like, under contract with
9: Genesee? Uh I mean, I'm still doing anything they want me to, anything they say. Uh, I, I don't know contract-wise what that will look like, if anything. But... Um, I know that we are we are committed to to they're they're not just going to kick me out and say don't come back and Josh has already um said that he wants to help me and I want to work with Josh. I need to be better um mentally and physically like right? They made power steering for guys like me. So I uh I need to be better. I need to be better on a bicycle. I need to, be able to pedal longer like much as I hate it, I got to be better. So I and I want to be. So um I don't know what all the details of that will be. I mean, it's, we're just coming off the season. They went farther into the, you know, the playoffs here with Kyle, um, and Kirk got his win. So um, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know what that will look like on paper.
7: So you're running for the
9: Infinity Series championship? next Yes, ma'am. Yes. Yeah. No your, whoopsies.
10: Your uh, car number and sponsor were announced. Have you guys finalized details as far as Kirk and team and all that? Is that going to stay the
9: same? We have not. No. Um, well, never say never. But. Chris Rice has, was our pres- or was our uh, crew chief on the 10 car this year, um, and he kind of bounced around to 11, and then when when Nick passed away, I mean that threw everybody for a curveball. So Alex Yance uh, was somebody they were grooming on the 10 car with a partial schedule. They moved him over to the 11 to work with Justin, and Chris helped, and then Chris did the 10 car when I went or when AJ went. Um, you know they brought in Chad Kendrick, a guy I worked with back at BKR in 2013, um, to do AJ at the uh, when trucks were off. So um, Chris, I think, wants to step back. He wants to be team president. Like, Colleague Racing is more than just two cars. What's going to be two cars full-time in the NASCAR Xfinity Series? There's a whole section in Cleveland that, you know, that, that is where it all started. That's where Matt Colleague is. That's where the Colleague companies are and so many people. And Chris honestly needs to spend as much time with those guys as he does on the competition side. So, um, you know, Chris uh, Chris is the is the best at managing people. He's a really good talker. I've learned a lot from him, right? Chris Rice can talk. We all know, and I love him for it. I've learned a lot from him. Uh, I've went head-to-head with him against him, you know, ever since Collie Racing came into fruition. He had me pinned up, like, we were belly-to-belly, well, belly-to-chest, like, <laughs> arguing one day on Pitt Road, and honestly, because of that, we're better for it now. We worked better together this year than we ever would have if I just wouldn't have known him or never would have got into it with him. Like, once we buried the hatch on that, which we did that before anybody knew I was going up there. I went up there and me and him stood in the shop alone, talked through it all. I said I was wrong, he said he was wrong and we were better for it. Um you know, it, it took uh it took us being childish years ago to really kind of grow up and like work that well together. So um I don't know who will crew chief. I don't know. I mean it could be Chris, it could be Alex, like I, but it's I, still pretty much to be determined. It is to be determined and that is up to colleague racing and Chris Rice to to decide that i'm i'm not your guy i've only been in been in the sport since 2011 so i don't know where all the you know where all the bodies are buried on everything i you know they know that so they'll decide so
3: has taken, has made that was robert chastain there they call him the watermelon man a good friend of mine i love ross uh love talking to him and uh just to throw a little bit out there before we go to your P1 finisher there, uh, Ross Chastain, like he mentioned, he's going to make the trek up to uh, full time NASCAR's Finish Series racing next year with Colleague Racing there. And like he was talking a lot there about Chris Wright, I'm good friends with Chris Wright. Chris Wright is president of College Racing there. But, uh, a lot of good, a lot of good vibes coming out of, uh, Collier Racing about their expectation, expectations for Ross Chastain next year in the, uh, NASCAR Xfinity Series, so uh, we'll we'll see how that goes. And like I said, ladies and gentlemen, the number calling is two one five three eight three thirty six eighty one. I'm running solo tonight. Stephen Wilson had something come up, but let's go on to uh, your champion, the NASCAR Gander Outdoors Truck Series champion, Mister Matt Crafton. Let's see what he had to say after the awards banquet there at the NASCAR Hall of Fame in Charlotte. has
7: the a couple of years, you've been here what's it like
2: to return to the big stage? Uh, I mean it's just, it's amazing to be able to return to the big stage where uh, where we should have been. But at the end of the day, I mean we, last year we we were off and this year at the end of the year when it counted this team dug deep and we and we rose to the top when it was needed.
7: Looking back on the year, do you feel like there's one win
2: that got away anywhere? Uh yeah, without a doubt. I mean there was so many I mean Martinsville we were leading when when the, the thing just shut off on us. Um, We just had just different issues throughout the year that that held us back. And I I know that there were times where uh, we had had issues and had to go to the back of the race, and when we were running up front and and, contending to be able to lead laps, and then you have to come in and and fix something and lose all that track position and be able to get where we were. I mean, it's definitely tough. Is the truck series kind of your home base at this point? It's been 19 19 years. uh, Yeah, I'd say, yeah, it's, it's... I, I am. I'm here to stay and uh, uh, hopefully just be able to retire here.
0: What is it
2: about the truck that you love so much? It's the greatest race in an I mean, just ask all the fans, to be totally honest. I mean, I remember back in 1995, whenever I used to watch the truck races, and I was like, man, those truck races are awesome to watch, and I hopefully one day I can be a part of it. And now that I'm a part of it and be able to do it, it it's it's amazing. Have
11: you always known
2: Um, I, I mean, if there was a the right opportunity, but at the end of the day, I have such amazing owners, Duke and Rhonda Thorson. They're amazing to me, and the sponsors that I have, Menards. I mean, i got 23 races. I mean, I don't want to go run 40-something races. Yeah, it would be great in some aspects in the end of the day. If you're not in something that's going to go out there and contend to win at each every week, it's all about doing that. Uh, I would say there, there's a guy, what, 43 years old, there's a guy that was whipping our butt and winning championships at 50 years old. So I've got quite a few years under my belt, I think.
7: With Paul Menard retiring, has that change anything on the sponsorship side? Nah,
2: no, uh, they've no. Been, they've been involved in the motorsports program before Paul came to race uh, some truck races and Xfinity races and uh, Cup. R- so... Menards is going to be around for a long time. Menards believes in the the, the program that they have in place, so I, I truly believe they're going to be around for a long time. Man,
9: You're talking about watching the trucks back in the late 1990s when they first started the series. They ran a lot more short tracks back then. Would you like to see the truck series go back to more short
0: tracks?
2: No, not. I mean, not more short tracks. I, I would rather, yes, I, I would like to have more short tracks, but not just cut all the mile and a half and mile racetracks out. I mean, that that's that's where a lot of these kids that are going to go run cup series they need to be able to run some of the mile and a half so they have to be able to do that you can't run the truck series on a half mile racetrack or a mile racetrack and then expect them to go be able to run daytona and talladega and all the other mile and a half
8: are
2: i'm actually leaving tomorrow at one o'clock and heading to the west coast and go spend a lot of time out there in the desert with my family about that when I'm all done. At the end of the day I, I, I still got a lot left in me. Uh, I, they, they called me the, the old guy or the veteran or uh, they were calling me the old guy tonight but I'm, I'm 43 years old. I mean if you think about it back in the day I mean the, the Daryl hurts and the Daryl Walters those guys were I mean late 40s and 50 years old and they were still kicking butt. It's just a generation of the lot younger drivers that are coming up and just getting the opportunity. So to be able to be where I'm at right now and be 43 I feel very competitive and each and every week i know i can beat him do
4: you change your approach going into 2020 or tweak it at all to sort of
3: maintain that people level?
2: no no just just keep working on I, I felt the last month month and a half we were at an all-time high i mean we went to talladega set on the pole and we didn't race quite as well as we should have at talladega then you look back at martinsville qualified i mean really really well at martinsville was leading when the thing shut off then you went to phoenix Qualified tenth, drove up to the front immediately, finished second in the stage, third in the stage, and then finished whatever it was at the end of that race. But the performance of the eighty-eight Menard Ford F one hundred and fifty at the end of the year was on point. So that makes me feel good going into twenty twenty.
3: That was your twenty nineteen NASCAR Gander Outdoors Truck Series champion, champion Mister Matt Crafton. And he brought up, brought up a lot about Talladega. He brought up that deal that for where the motors just shut off. Whoop, pal, gone. Couldn't figure out what all was going on there. But uh, I want to send out a big congratulations to Matt Crafton there and Thor Sport Racing and uh, Ron and him there. They done a great job this year. Good job. Your 2019 NASCAR Gander Outdoors Truck Series champion there, Mr. Matt Crafton. And let's go ahead and take a little quick break, and we're going to come back. Let's, let's see a little bit of Blake Shelton there. God's Country. We're going to come back and we're going to cover the NASCAR Xfinity Series Awards Banquet there at, at, uh, at Charlotte. Uh, again, I'm Tim of Spain, alongside Speedway dot com, but well, hasn't showed up yet. I don't know what the hell's going on there, but again, let's listen to some Blake Shelton God's Country, and we'll come back and talk about the NASCAR Xfinity Series Championship. Um.
4: Back in the plate I guess that's why They call it God's country I thought
10: NASCAR driver Brad Keselowski, and you're listening to the Pit Stop Radio.
3: I'm back live from Duggan Nation. Again, uh, I'm Tim Despain, alongside of my good, darling friend, Miss Suzanne Despain, which is answering the phones right now. Number of calling is and 383 We just got through with uh, the NASCAR Gander Outdoors Truck Series champions there, the P4 there. I'm gonna give a big shout out to my good friend there, it's just uh uh bah, pff, my good friend Ross Chastain. Let's go ahead and go on over to the X series side. Let's talk, let's listen to what Justin Algar said. You're P four finisher there at Homestead Miami Speedway. What do you have to say there at the Charlotte Awards Banquets there at the NASCAR Hall of Fame? It's Justin Algar.
7: Had a perfect regular season last year. You had a near perfect playoffs this year. Do you think you can find a happy balance in 2020?
12: I hope so. You know, it's funny. What we learned a year ago in the playoffs, I feel like really, really set us up differently for for 2019. Um, you know, we we didn't have the, obviously the homestead that we wanted this year, uh, but on the flip side of it, I couldn't ask for anything better in the playoffs. I mean, we we executed phenomenally. Um, you know, we still need to win some more races. I, I think. You know, looking at 2020 uh, to compete for a championship, I think we need a few more regular season cham- uh, regular season wins. Obviously go for that regular season championship and then um, do the same thing we did leading up to, to ISM Raceway. And Obviously, if we can do what we did last year at ISM Raceway, we're going to be in great shape.
8: So with, with the season over, look at, looking back on it, with JRM only getting two wins all year, have you guys been able to, like, figure out what you guys were just missing to, to catch up with everyone else?
12: I think some of it started – from the beginning of the season. You know, we started off a little bit behind the eight ball. I uh, didn't quite have the speed we were looking for. And, and that really just it didn't set us up well for, for the rest of the season. You know, we just felt like um, no matter what we did, we, we were kind of stuck in that same routine week in and week out. And, um, you know, we were in a little bit different position. You know, having the eight car being not a full-time driver, you know, kind of understanding that, that model and, and how we maximize that. I think we've done a lot better job of that in the, the, the end of the season. Um, a- and then you know, just I didn't do a good job. You know, as a as, as a veteran of the sport, and you know, being lucky enough to be in this this sport for a number of years, I needed to do a better job not only with myself and my my 17, but um, trying to help my teammates and and you know, understanding what we all needed to be better. And I think that uh, as we got later into the season, you know, we started gelling a lot better. And 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 you know, I felt like uh, whether it was Zane or Jeb or any of the guys at the end of the year that were in the uh, the the eight car, uh, Ryan um you know we we made we made big strides in, in, in doing that so i think next year um, having really just two full-time guys in that in that eight car um, between daniel and, and jeb um, obviously dale's going to run it too but only one race so um you know i think that that i think our foundation is going to be a lot stronger next year and i think that just as a as a company we've we've learned a lot of things that will propel us into 2020 a lot a lot more efficiently
7: the three guys who beat you in the championship, obviously, are all moving up to Cobb. Do you see yourself as a 2020 title favorite heading into the year?
12: No, I think the, you know, I, I think it's going to depend on uh, what RCR does with that that two team. Um, I think Mayat's going to run some races, but I don't. I think it was part time. Um, yeah, if part-time. they do have a full time team, um, you know what Stuart Haas does for a full time team. Um, you know the 20 or the 18 um, and the 19, all three are going to be fantastic. You know the, the cars that we're racing against all year are going to be the same cars we're racing against next year if they're if they're there. Um, obviously the, day, the name on the door is going to be different, uh, but they're going to be equally as, as competitive. I, I feel like, um, uh, you know, like I said, I got to do a better job. I just didn't execute at some of the races this year. Uh, we had a lot of bad luck, um, you know, and and I'm not a I'm not a believer in luck, but we had a lot of. A lot of times the things just didn't go the way that we needed them to and didn't didn't go the way we wanted them to, and that made a big difference in, in the way that our season kind of played out.
8: What, what do you see as Hemrick bringing to the table in, in that car after getting a year in Cup?
12: Well, experience. I mean, number one, first and foremost, experience. Uh, you know, not only as a Cup driver, but as a fantastic Xfinity Series competitor when he was in the Series. Um, I think he's somebody that, number one, has a lot of talent, but number two is somebody that uh, is really easy along with, He's somebody that uh, you know I've become friends with from day one when he came into the series, and he's somebody that I feel like will, will be a great addition to the sport and be somebody that uh, we can all enjoy being around at at, uh, at you know in the garage, in the at the at the shop wherever it is. You were
9: talking about the eight having that, but you know, so with Daniel's background and building his own cars and the way he's
10: come up, what will that help bring
9: to the, the J. Kind of on
12: that. Well, you know I think. You know, Daniel and I grew up a lot the same way in, in how we race. You know, you build race cars and you, you work all-nighters and, you, you know, you, you put stuff together. And if you don't, you're not going to go to the racetrack. And, and having to have that understanding of a car and, and how it operates is a big deal. So I think that, you know, he's going to be a big part of that. Uh, but on the, on the other side of it, I think just talent alone is what's going to really be the big, big difference maker. You know, the understanding of, of how to be fast week in and week out and how to, how to optimize a race car. He's very good at that. He's he's probably one of the best that I've been around. So, you know, I think that that's going to be a a difference maker for all of us.
3: That was Justin Algar there, finishing P4 there at the Ford Championship weekend there at uh, Homestead, Miami Speedway. Let's go on and uh, go right on through this deal there. That was Justin Algar at the uh, NASCARA's Finish Series. Championship Awards bank. Let's go ahead and go on to Christopher Bale, your P three finisher.
7: Christopher, over your two years in the extended series you were damn near perfect. The only blitz were the two homestead races. Were there any similarities between the two weekends? Did you battle the same things this year as last year? Uh
11: unfortunately yes. We we studied really hard and focused really hard on trying to make homestead better for year two and uh I, I don't know. I felt pretty good in practice, the 10 laps that I did, but we didn't get a great or we didn't get a long run, and that's where we struggled was on the long run.
8: So having, having a week since reflect on it, how, how, what are your feelings about how it all went down
11: Saturday? Uh, I mean, it's just been um, – haven't even thought about it. So it's done and over and moving on. Do you feel like graduation, though? It's your last Xfinity event, and you're going up the cup full time? Yeah, and honestly, that was – it was such an emotional week going into homestead because I'm very reluctant to change I like my routine and uh it was it was tough like my last I, I you know I just kind of savored every moment moment of you know my last time sitting in an Xfinity car my last time going to the races my last time flying with this, this group of people so uh it was an emotional week for sure and and now honestly uh now that the season's over it, it's it's definitely behind me and and you can tell that or I, I get the, the vibe that I'm not an Xfinity driver anymore. Are you eager for it? The change? Uh I'm I'm nervous about it, but I'm very thankful that Jason Ratcliffe is going with me because he's you know, he's kinda of my rock in this deal. He's the guy that uh is gonna bring me comfort to the Cup series. The lack of a championship is definitely dis- disappointing, but the way the format is here, it's it's all about Homestead and unfortunately we just couldn't couldn't get it at Homestead. I, I, I How do you feel about your career and year? I think it's been great, but I mean if you take out the two Homestead races then it, it would have been outstanding. Unfortunately, Homestead's a very important race and we we obviously couldn't get it done there.
8: Tom, Tom told me uh, he thinks, him you Cole Bellini, oh. Bellini and Trump, uh, Process.
11: Do you, do you see that? uh I think if we're all running about twentieth, then we'll probably lean on each other if if one of us if one of us succeeds, then we're definitely not gonna be talking to the other two giving giving away what we know but um I mean we all have three have a really good relationship, so uh I definitely expect us to communicate a lot and and we're kind of the gonna be the three amigos right the everyone's you know they kind of got your little clicks going on, and um at least we got a couple familiar faces moving up with us.
3: Going to win the end of the year. And folks, that was uh, Christopher Bell there after he finished his P3 there at Homestead-Miami Speedway. Let's go ahead and jump ahead. We're gonna go to your NASCAR Xfinity Series champion there at Homestead-Miami Speedway. We have his audio there where he won the 2019 NASCAR Xfinity Series Championship. Uh, Mr. Tyler Redick. Reddick how's tonight
7: different from this night a year ago?
10: I mean, it's just an incredible experience. You know what happened here tonight one year ago is kind of just uh, a dream come true and kind of not really lifelike. And you know, tonight was more about giving back and saying thanks to all the people that that put an extreme amount of hard work into our race cars and. Uh, it, it wasn't as hard to believe this time around. We put in the work all year long, we got the regular season championship, we got all those top fives and that's what led us back to homestead racing for another championship. So the second one meant meant more and it meant meant um, you know, different things in different ways. So it was just a really fun night and it was just really cool to say thanks to everyone who was a part of it.
8: Has it hit you yet tonight? Yeah. That this is it for this oh <laughs> this portion of your
10: I wouldn't say it's it. I might. I mean, I you know I don't know what what I'll be able to do next year running cup you know full time. But you know I definitely my the days racing the Xfinity series aren't done by any means. I guess racing for a championship right be now. Able to put, yeah, full time for sure. Put, yeah, until the reels change again. But you know, maybe they will. I hope they do. What do
8: you see as your greatest challenge
10: for the Cup Series next year? Uh, you know racing against a bunch of very good good drivers and and really good crew members obviously the Xfinity series is a great stepping stone for young guys like me and and other uh, pieces of the puzzle to get prepared and um, to gain that experience on the level and on those racetracks that we do but obviously when you move up to the Cup Series you're racing against the best of the best Um, there is no stepping stone so everyone that is the best of their job you're you're competing against them so just that just realizing who you're going to be racing against you know and just trying to be smart as we go as so often we see in these races where you know you can be a 15 place car at best but even with with the best drivers we race against you know if you're just smart you can get 10. so we just got to do everything we can to just crawl our way um you know just crawl before we start running so that's going to be the biggest thing is just baby steps
0: Tyler, what about sure. that second 5,
10: huh? i'm excited for that i feel like getting that first one under my belt under uh you know a, i guess a my first start, not really a, a full-time effort, you know, last year, just, you know, this past year, just running for the Xfinity Championship. Getting that experience of that race and how it can play out and knowing it um, once before the full-time season is huge uh, and just knowing that, you know, I got more than just that one opportunity to get a good run, so just got to be smart throughout that race and as we've seen with the way it's played out as of late. You know, if you're just there at the end of the race with uh, a car in one piece, you can you can go for it and have a shot to win the champion, or win the win the Daytona 500. Uh,
8: having gone through the 500 stuff, you know, Bell and Kester they'll be doing that for the for the first time. Do you, so do you think that gives you a little bit of an advantage that, that the start of the season won't be your first start in Daytona 500? Like it would be for the...
10: Yeah, I mean the race has a lot of pressure. Um, you know, part of the pressure for us, we had to qualify our way in. We weren't guaranteed. So those couple of things that you know, I don't think they'll have to worry about either. But um, just seeing how the race plays out and how much every little thing matters. I mean, we all know that with uh, how how com- competitive it is it is, even in the in the Truck and the Xfinity series. But on that stage, it means so much more. Um, and you're you're going for the Daytona 500, so you just got to have a smart race. And one mistake can can take you from being in, in good shape to being wrecked. With how RCR performed.
3: And, folks, that was Tyler Riddick there uh, after the award ceremonies there at the NASCAR Hall of Fame there in Charlotte Motor Speedway. Again, uh, I want to thank everyone for listening in. Uh, I'm Tim Spain. You can follow me at uh, Teddy Lyman on the, on the Twitter. You can follow my darling wife there at Kitty 2 there on Twitter. And I want to go ahead and jump out of here. I want to thank everyone for our awesome season. We're going to Come back live next Tuesday night, and we're going to, we're going to, we're just going to break it out there. But again, I'm Tim Despain, alongside of uh, my darling wife, Suzanne Despain, and I want to play a song there from uh, Fast, Luke Bryan, and we're going to jump out of here, and we'll talk to you next Tuesday evening. Again, live from Talladega, Alabama, I'm Tim Despain.
13: 16 fast That's the kind of boys that you want On your home team fast Yeah, you think you're gonna catch Your big dreams just like that Fast And here you are Looking back 60 seconds now Feels more like 30 TikTok won't stop And round it goes Keep trying to make the good times last as long as you can. But you can't, man. It just goes too fast. Fast. That's what your parents said when we were falling in love. It's too fast. There ain't no